Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, an oasis in the reunion desert, our queen, the new kings of the catalog, and I am the walrus, but we ain't talking the Beatles. We bring you another fantastic interview this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, Mr. Brownstone and Mr. Jones, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome back. Who's, wait wait a are, who's Mr. Brownstone and who's Mr. Jones? You ask me that every time I use that in the I know. Intro. I have it, no it, idea. It's whatever it is. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Well, All welcome right. to the pod, everybody, and thank you to our loyal listeners, and uh, thank you to any new listeners that we uh, that we got this time. We we're, uh, we're excited about this show. We're going to get right into it as quickly as we can, but first, you know where to find us, uh, at Guitar Dads Podcast uh, on Instagram, where we post clips of all this stuff. And uh, come join the group on Facebook. We're having a lot of fun, as always, at Guitar Dads Podcast over there. Come hang out on Patreon, you know, maybe support the show. we got a few tiers to check out over on Patreon.com slash Guitar Dads Podcast. Um, and I think that's it. Are we done with all that crazy that's stuff? That's it, and thank you to our patrons. Yeah, thank you to our patrons. We really appreciate you guys. Um, you guys are rocking it. So... Shall we get right to it? We got a we got a good one this week, Matt. We, we got, got a, a really very, good one. Another extremely special guest this week. We're very excited. So let me get right into it. So uh, you know, a lot of great things have come out of Oklahoma, not the least of which is one of our favorite pedal companies, uh, maintaining originality and refusing to sacrifice innovation to copy those who have come before them. Walrus Audio has been cranking out incredibly tasty tonal boxes since 2011. And uh, Colt Westbrook is the man behind the company and responsible for some of the coolest creations in the pedal industry. And we are thrilled to be able to hang out with Colt today. So, Colt, hey, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, that's a generous intro. <laughs> hey, that's what we do here on the guitar. <laughs> okay. It's all true, yeah. Colt. It's all, it's okay. all true. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'll have we like to First, we like to embarrass This is awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah no, thanks for joining us, Colt. We're super happy embarrassed. To have you. Super fellow, we love to have fellow guitar dads um you know you're I, I think you're another like ultimate guitar dad running running a company all about guitars <laughs> it's great you yeah. know what i mean like it's amazing yeah. so so fathering yeah, children yeah managing that and managing playing, family yeah playing guitars yeah but all before bedtime because i don't that's <laughs> right yeah, you're a busy guy because you said before we started shows. recording you said you got three kids three children three kids yeah. you are busy man i only have yeah. two each so how yeah. old are they called 11 uh nine and six. Oh wow 11, what a spread you got, you got your hands full, you got a busy house right now you got your hands full but did not not terrible ages like you know pretty pretty good <laughs> yeah that's great it's a dance recital weekend you oh know? oh so fun, fun it's Very uh exciting high attention to detail i can Makeup, imagine i can costumes imagine. And so, um, luck luckily, my my wife is is uh, great at that kind of stuff. Details. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good, good. That's good. See, that's why we're good at showing up around. and posing. You know? That's right. <laughs> that's what the dad does, right? That's the, yeah, that's, that's mainly the, the role. that's the role of the father, especially uh -huh, with dancers. Yeah. Unless you're into sports, then dads really have to step it up on the sports side of things. So yeah, I get so, so we go to Thunder that. Games. I take my eleven year old to Thunder. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, nice. gotta, you know, you got to get. No, I'll that. take this pot. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's good. 
All right, Dave, what are we up to? Do we want to do news and notes with Colt? We're doing Yeah, so right. Colt, okay. we usually do, a, a, our listeners know we our news and notes segment we always start off with, but when we have a guest on, we like to, uh, we want to get your thoughts on a couple of just quick things before we get into, because we have a ton of questions to ask you. Shoot them. Um, yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear some news. I'll pop you telling me some stuff. I don't know. That'd be great. Well, so this week it came out, I don't know if you're an Oasis <laughs> fan back in the day, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know. So it came out late earlier this week or last week um, because I guess uh, what, one of the things that is rumored to be holding up an Oasis reunion was uh, Noel Gallagher's wife, and they are now divorced. And the, the rumor is uh, she was kind of behind this kind of this rift that was this, this ongoing rift that we know exists between the two brothers, but kind of yeah. preventing that reunion from taking place. She's the out. Yoko. She's, She's the, the Yoko. Yoko. I was going to say, is she the Yoko? She's the Yoko. What's going I on? Okay, I didn't know that. Well, that's the rumor. But we don't know. We we're, we're not. We're just we don't know. This is all speculation, basically. Yeah. Well, let's but. decide if it's true. Let's just decide <laughs> if it's true. All right, let's I say it's, it's true. Let's I say, say it's, it's true. true. Okay, I think it's, it's true. true. Let's okay, say because I think these these guys should have. You know, when you, you just the money alone, you got to think about with all the reunion tours that have gone out in, in recent years. These guys would have been able to put their their differences aside, you know, the, the Robinson brothers have done it and, and had great success recently, you know, black crows. So, um, it, it's, it's surprising to me. They haven't been able to figure this out, but it, you know, maybe yeah. it might happen. I hope it does. I've seen, I've seen Oasis one time. Oh, you did. Oh, you have. Oh, interesting. Wow. Oh, I cool. Did. And how was it? It, it was the, it was, uh, it was the ideal Oasis show to see. So, okay. uh, just to cut, I, it was at Austin. It was in Austin, okay, and at the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Oh, cool! So oh, they nice. they start out and they're playing. It's great. Uh, they play "Don't Look Back in Anger." Everybody's like singing. It just it feels like <laughs> it feels like just a a beautiful celebration of of this thing we all share. Well, then, um, uh, they start out a song. I forget which song it is, but Liam's like, "Hold on, stop, 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 stop." No, and the band stops. You know, thirty seconds into the intro, and he's like, looks at Noel. He's like, "No, you've got a wrong instruction on." And Noel looks down, and he's like, and he pushes the pedals, and then they one, two, three, and they start over. Oh and wow! Then halfway through the song, Liam just I don't know gets upset, and he leaves. He just leaves <laughs> the stage. So then, so Noel, classic like, Liam. Noel finishes the songs. And then Liam's still gone. So Noel does like the next two or three songs. And then Liam comes back out. But he's not ready to sing. So instead, he takes his tambourine. You, you know the tambourine, like the circle, but then it has the, yeah. the inset circle. So you can yeah, hold it. it. And you, yeah. you can grab so it. Yeah. He's putting this like on his head. And he just starts doing this dance like this at the crowd while Noel's singing his songs. Well, wow. Noel's songs, right? Yeah. But. Well, you know, Noel sings the songs and then he take one out and he like throws it into the crowd like a guitar pick, you know, and everybody <laughs> freaks out. And then he looks at the stagehand and he tosses him another tambourine and he puts it on and he and does this and it throws another one out there. He does that for like, you know, a song and a half and then comes out and finishes the set. And I was just like, that's the Oasis show I wanted to see. You know, I think, see, that's what I think that because you hear people talk about if they want to see one reunion, it's Oasis, especially if you're from that that era, because 
It's like that's the stuff you kind of want to see. It's like it's going. Oh, yeah. You don't go to a, a, a you know a, a you know a, a, the Indy five hundred to see the race. You go to see a crash, right? It's that kind of thing. You don't yeah. want to. You yeah. want to see a good show, but that's the stuff that they're known for. Like this, yeah. just this infighting and this crazy stuff that goes on on stage. So now, Cole, yeah, as I, a, be really cool. I mean, I'm guessing this was this was a while ago. So as like a younger pedal guy, did you agree with Liam that he had the wrong distortion on? <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I, I it sounded awesome to me. Oh, okay, uh, all right. it sounded awesome to me. You know, it might not have been heavy enough. I think that's what it was. But, oh, okay, all right, okay. Uh, you know, should have been a fuzz, but it was a little overdrive. You know? Yeah, I see. <laughs> so, okay, but you say, but you you didn't mind it. You were, it was okay. I didn't mind it. Okay, I was, right. you know, and it's a big PA. You just sometimes you just can't tell. Some, I was so, gonna say sometimes it's yeah. hard. That's you really know. funny. That's a great Oasis story. All right, so yeah, so we'll see. Maybe Oasis will reunite. I think if Oasis reunites, it's gonna go crazy. Like people are gonna go berserk. And, and it's yeah. going to sell like crazy. It's going to be unbelievable. So I think they should totally do it. Um, it's just too much money for it not to happen. Oh, it's way too much money. Like they should just do yeah. And when you think about it, it's like, you know, like Noel's been doing his thing for a while now and he's been doing well. Very it's so fun. It's, it's yeah. funny to think like all he needs is his brother to just get it together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like just show up. Even if his brother just showed up and did this crazy tambourine stuff, it would be fun. <laughs> it would be great. It so he can leave. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's really. Funny. I think it's going to happen. I hope yeah, so. I, I think so too. From all the stuff that's coming out, so we'll see. But yeah, I think I think I'd be pretty excited. Cool. Um, all right. One more quick note. Um, so in the in, Matt and I have been talking about this on the show a lot. Uh, and another, you know, our, this has been this catalog was sold a, a while ago, but the uh, the Queen catalog, um, uh, owned by the Disney Music Group, is uh, possibly up for grabs from by Universal, um, and now mm. the estimates are in at one billion dollars. Is it? Is it? Is that this even is insane? Is that insane, or is this? Is that realistic? That is insane. I do. I think the trend of people selling the catalog recently, just in the last five, yep. six years, has been yep. just a, an interesting. Th- business model and I'm, i know like you know scooter braun bought taylor swift stuff and yeah with with some drama attached obviously yep. it's taylor uh and then um Bruce springsteen sold his for 500 million that's right that's yep. what i'm uh, saying yep yeah which springsteen yeah 500 million is a lot of money you know a it's money. a lot of money i mean we've talked about this a lot on the pod we like to get into this kind of stuff it's it's really interesting to us because you know what we talk about all the time is are these artists kind of selling themselves a little bit short because obviously these big companies are jumping on it they're like 500 million they they probably think it's a like a bargain considering like you have a lifetime of music you know yeah. and in you know and you know and they must be looking at it like well you know this we're going to have this forever and and we've also talked about how we think it's a good idea for the artist because it's in the hands of this major company that is very interested in keeping the music as alive as it can be right so they're going to put it out you know the the legacy you you, you could argue yeah. like the legacy is in better hands almost and if it just is with the artist right well they got to have a plan to make yeah. back at least 500 million that's right at least 500 million <laughs> so, so you think about yeah, it, and in a time where where revenue just doesn't really come from album sales and streaming a lot of time i just think it's interesting that that you're seeing more of these like high dollar amounts going towards songwrites things like that yeah. um you know, it doesn't have any revenue coming from any concerts or anything. I don't no, know. that's right. I mean, so do it's you, just 
just interesting. It is. Do you think Queen, do you think like, does Queen deserve to be the largest payout on this? Do you think like, I mean, in my sense, not, not, I'm not really asking your opinion. Like, do you like Queen? Or, I'm, I'm asking like, do you think like from like a, from a perspective of earning potential, do you think yeah. Queen is probably makes sense? I don't know. What, I, what do you think? I, Queen Queen's one of those <laughs> Queen's one of those bands that just like checks multiple boxes. You know, there's bands that check a few boxes and they're huge, but Queen just checks like uh, like there's just there's no bad there aren't any bad songs. There's no bad songs. That's true. Uh, that's an opinion, but I think it's true. You know, it's like the Tom Petty catalog. It's like you just go through and you're like, hey, try to find a bad, try to find a bad song. Yeah, there's not one. It's like, uh, what about this weird one? It's weird. It's not known, but it's actually really good. Yeah, dang it, I can't find a bad song. There's no bad songs. Everybody in the band is highly proficient at what they're doing. Yeah, you know, it's not like some big bands. Like, well, I don't know if I can say their names on the podcast, but there's some (laughs) big, huge bands that are driven by like maybe two people in the band we like we like to bash bands all the time but that's okay anyway (laughs) like i always i always joke about adam clayton being like the luckiest bass player in the world oh yeah totally yeah it's like made a career out of quarter notes bro you know that's right yeah Yeah, totally (laughs) maybe that's kind of mean it's not very nice to adam clayton but uh but with queen with queen everyone's just top down highly proficient and they also have uh they're part of the rock and roll story you know and totally. then, but they're also tied up into pop culture, you know, at the oh, same exactly. time. They're not just That's segmented out part, to right? rock and roll. They're a huge part of pop culture, even still today, you know, with I, that, Gen a, Z. It's that's still why like I think a, I can go for a billion because of the yeah. pop culture aspect. Like, okay, Bruce went for 500. You might, you could argue maybe they're, they could be, you know, put on the same echelon, right? But in terms of um, artists and historical uh, contributions and all that stuff, but I mean, you cannot argue that Queen is a bigger part of pop culture than Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and I think if you just yeah. listen to like commercials on TV, movies, different things like that, you always hear Queen, right? Just like, we will rock you alone. Like, you know, it's like you can use that forever. It's like it's right. so like applicable to like so many things, right. right? Sometimes you forget it's a Queen song. You yeah. just think yeah. it's like Earth song. This yeah. is like the Earth song. That's it's like, oh, right. oh, yeah, but it is Queen, you know? Yeah, it's actually Queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That guitar part at the end of We Will Rock You, I just think is unbelievably cool. And the tone he's getting, I know it's, it's the classic tone, but it's like yeah. something about the part he's playing and the tone he's getting to me is just incredible. So. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> hey, can you just do something magic at the end here? So, yeah, yeah, hey, sure. And it is. It's kind of <laughs> random, right? It's like this. It's kind of this random thing where the guitar comes in. Yeah, and you, you know, you 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 get the big chords, and then it goes into this like. Yeah. And you're like what? It heck? sounds like a. It sounds like a one take kind of deal. Oh, like, so hey, try something. Yes, yeah, it does. And it was like, yeah, yeah. don't mess with it. Just just leave it. <laughs> leave it. Just leave yeah. it alone. Cool. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Dave. Well, we're, speaking we're of tone, it. yeah. All right, let's speaking get into this. That was a good segue to get into get the walrus. <laughs> tone. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk What's about the deal tone. With tone. <laughs> What's the deal with tone? So Colt, tell us about tell us tell us about walrus for the people that don't. I mean, I don't know how you're not you're not aware of like you know what walrus puts out, but but for those who aren't aware of, tell us a little bit about the company. You know, your start with them and and um and and how it all kind of came about. 
Yeah, Cole, I do want to hear kind of, you probably told this a lot on different yeah, podcasts, we, but we hate to have you repeat more stories. We're interested in the origin story of Walrus. The origin story. <laughs> the it origin. Was dark, it was a dark <laughs> night. Um, so, My guitar tone uh, was terrible. I needed to do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so funny story. So it happens a lot diff- It happened a lot differently than, than people think it happened. Uh, and I think it's a fun, cool story. Uh, I don't know why I had to put an asterisk on it. Like, but some people don't. Uh, no, I think it's a fun, cool story anyway. Uh, but so it started in Norman, Oklahoma in 2011. And um, so can I, I just, I just have to backtrack to 2000. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Robert Keeley, right? Everybody yeah. knows Robert Keeley. He got yep. a four knob compressor, sells one million and one pedals. Uh, Robert, so Robert was super innovative in the late 90s, the early aughts. The early uh, aughts, yeah. Where, you know, the Keeley mods to stuff was just, you gotta get the Boss Blues Driver Keeley mod with the blue LED. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. Here's the deal. It's still amazing. It's still an amazing mod. So Keeley comes out, comes out with the compressor. People start like paying attention to, cause before that it was like, we've got boss, we've got, uh, it, there's just not a lot of things happening. MXR, there's not a lot of great things happening in guitar yep. pedals. Yep. Um, even though there's still influential sounds being melted, which just comes down to, it's actually just the guitar player most of the time. But that's besides the point. Uh, Keeley gets really big in Oklahoma. Um, there's a couple guys that work in Keeley's shop. Well, then a couple years later, uh, there's a like a guitar parts distribution company, the guitar amp pedal parts distribution company that starts up in Norman, Oklahoma, and really is headed up by uh, a guy out of Keeley's, a couple guys out of Keeley's shop. So you've got a guy named Jacob Adams, Brady Smith, uh, Isaac Nelson. Uh, Seth McCarroll. I don't think Seth McCarroll worked in uh, with Keeley, but some guys that had done work with Keeley, learned under Keeley, uh, start this company called Mammoth Electronics uh, with this other guy, this other financial investor. And so out of that came, from Mammoth Electronics, came this other startup called Walrus Audio in 2011. Mm. Well, I am, in the meantime, working at a, an energy company in 2011. So Walrus starts with this financial investor and then Brady Smith and Seth McCarroll um, with the help of Jacob, Ad- Jacob Adams, like designing pedals with them, um, things like that, while he's running Mammoth Electronics. Mm. And then um, right around 2013, 2014, Brady and Seth step out of walrus to start the other pedal company called old blood noise endeavors which is in norman and then i leave the energy corporate job to come to walrus then when they went to go do that and then in 2014 i brought on jason stoltz who's like the lead engineer product designer um for walrus audio so at the time in 2014 walrus had already had out like the deep six compressor the voyager overdrive jupiter fuzz nice and think the mayflower 
overdrive. And then, um, so since then it was about like three, it was three people when we got here. Yeah. Um, and then Jason and I made it five and, <laughs> and the, yeah. And so we took it from Norman and moved it to Oklahoma city. Um, and then, uh, since then we've done, uh, the Julia, the slow, um, the, a lot like 50, I think about 50 product launches for, for wow. Yeah. Since wow. Then. Yeah. yeah. You do. You some, have quite a catalog. Some, yeah. Yeah. Some aren't yeah. on the market anymore because they didn't sell. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, yeah. One of my first ones was the Vanguard, uh, dual phaser. And oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if you'd call it cool, but <laughs> we sold like six a month and it just kind of wouldn't go up. I, I could have really sworn cool. that's what people wanted. They, they wanted, wanted a dual phaser. They wanted a dual phaser in series. How could you not? Well, yeah. it didn't happen that, that way. way. Well, that's how uh, it works sometimes, I, right? That's how it works. I think, I think you, you don't think things. you... Yeah, I don't think, but the thing is, like, I think a lot of people, until you try something, if you're able to get get to a store and and, and plug something in and try it, you're more than, you know, obviously, yeah. if you like it, you're more than you're more than likely to to buy it if you enjoy it. Versus like hearing the concept of something and never trying it, and think, well, that thing, I don't think I, the dual phase, I don't know if I really want that. But if you, I bet it was pretty cool. It is cool. I, I want to get my hands here. on one of those things. I've got two in here. I've got two. All right. I've got oh, the Walrus, know. the Walrus Museum. Dave's going to be on Reverb tonight, trying to find one. Uh, I will be. <laughs> oh, I bet. You, honestly, Dave, I bet you can find a new one because I bet they haven't all sold yet. Oh, there you go. Okay. Reverb, right. so like new, and so I like new and you'll, it'll, you'll find one. Okay, cool. Sitting on I'm some poor dealer shelves, <laughs> I got suckered into buying one from me. So of course it'll sell. Of course it's gonna sell. What do you mean it's not gonna sell? Just take it. But but yeah. Cole, couldn't every pedal company say that? I mean, I think they could. Oh right? yeah. They I try things so. sometimes they think they know what people like and you You're know just throwing ideas out. You throw there. ideas. Sometimes you gotta try it, right? So so that's I mean, so I you actually you guys, you guys are really though I think what, what really puts Walrus above a lot of others is just like the 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 innovation. I think that what comes with the territory though is like this stuff you got to try and maybe it, maybe it fails and you try something else, but at least yeah. you guys are willing to, to put that, put yourself out there with that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. It's, so, it's kind of like a, you, there's some puddles you put out because you know, you gotta, you gotta, and some things you do cause you gotta pay the bills, you know? And then there's some right. pedals you put out because it's like, you're going to die if you don't get this idea out there, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. And so it's, yeah, there's like part like responsibility of like, I have, 30 people working here and I have to, I have to keep things moving because there's healthcare and, you know, yeah, there's real uh, bills to pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maternity leave to pay and taxes yep. and, you know, yep, we gotta, totally. we gotta keep things going in, coming out the door. But then at the same time, there's a pedal launching in the fall that is just absolutely ridiculous that I can't talk about, but yeah, yep, yep. it's going to be like, that's the one, like, we know we're not going to sell a lot of these, but we got to get it out there. You but you're going to do there. it just because it's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. you got to try. So cool. Like, tell tell us a little more about your background. So you're working in the energy. You said energy. Is that what you said? Yeah. You're working yeah. in the energy sector. Obviously, you've been a guitar player for a while. Yeah. So how like how did you get into this world? Because it is interesting that you came in, you know, as an employee, ultimately taking over the company. Uh -huh. Um, like, t just tell us a, like about your background, how you you like your interest in this. Like, how did you, um, how did you realize like, oh, this could be like a real career for me? Uh, it was, 
it, yeah, it was uh, pretty serendipitous, actually. Um, I wish I was. I wish I could say it was very strategic, uh, <laughs> but but it was just kind of like you know, just just doing one thing day after day. Uh, yeah. Eventually, things just uh, something opens up. Um, yeah. No, but I uh, started playing guitar uh, in you know middle school to yep. early teen years, yep. and uh, at the, I went to this church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and for some reason, the music minister there was a guitar aficionado. I oh. mean, he was just incredible. So he gave me and like three other guys uh, like two hour lessons on Sundays for $10. And wow. the first half, the first hour was jazz. And so you get all your music theory and like chord building and all oh, this yeah. stuff jazz guitar and then the second hour was jam and then so then you get to get it all out and jam and do all the dumb stuff and man i look back on that and it's like 10 bucks for two hours for five years it's amazing wow. I mean, so you did that for five years that's incredible. yeah it was a long time yeah wow and then okay. uh and then i went to college and then i just just like a million people to like playing bands oh, totally, with and yeah. music show even just like you know you've been in the bands where like this is a band for two weeks yeah. and you play three shows you know yeah yeah yeah. and then it's like yeah. uh, it just you know it just fell or, apart or in my case you never play any shows but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so goes. so you know just a lot of that um and then uh made a few albums with some bands that now are on spotify and we're getting, I mean, three monthly listeners, <laughs> eight monthly listeners. Uh, since this nice. is a Guitar Dads podcast, our most oh, successful sure. project is called The Night Nights, and it's a lullaby album. Oh, really? That, oh, uh -huh, that me and my wife that me and my wife made, and it's like for lullaby, sleeping music for babies, <gasps> and it gets like a thousand monthly listeners i want to listen to wow. them is it like yeah, just like are you, are you doing like cool ambient guitar nights. sounds in it kind of yeah, yeah. Kinda, you yeah. know it's more like piano pads driven oh, okay. you know not a lot going on but it is and i did some guitar on it <laughs> it's oh, cool just, man nice. we're always like laughing like we should just we just need to make more lullaby music you need to, yeah this you need to hey, kid stuff is so popular right you yeah. can't go wrong well you know how so, it is when you're in i mean you you mentioned your kids are you know, a little bit older now. They're not kind of in yeah. the, you know, you die if they don't sleep mode. But um, right. when you're in that, you die if they don't sleep mode, lullabies, <laughs> they're really important. <laughs> that was kind of the drive behind it because yeah. there's not a lot of good music. I think Jewel has a lullaby album that we really got. Oh, into. really? Oh, it's like, it's just nice to, it's nice to listen to it while I'm rocking somebody to sleep because it's not horrible. So uh, I so so my kids are a little bit older. My my youngest is nine, and I still like at some point I downloaded like a lullaby thing on my iPhone, and it's still like there on my Apple Music. So occasionally, yeah. like I'll get into my car and the lullaby start playing. I'm like, what the hell is this? How do I get rid of this lullaby? <laughs> Is, is that how you got into your last accident? Was you just <laughs> fell asleep and crashed? <laughs> Why is lullabies randomly playing? It's yeah, just so you know. It's a good reminder of that's nice. what I used to do. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad yeah. I'm not doing it. But that's cool that yeah. you took it to that level. You're like, you know what? We're making this. This is. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. So we're, we're going to make yeah. another one. So then <laughs> we're making music. Uh, 
And then I'm working at uh, like an energy company here in Oklahoma City. And, you know, it's one of those like 10,000 employees kind of places. And it it, it was fine. It was good. It it got more enjoyable the more I went into it. Mm. Uh, And I studied business in college. And so there's still like, there's still like something that, you know, in me that like really enjoys that aspect of it. Sure. Um, but for that, it's just a little, it's just, it was a little too big. It was a little too crazy, you know, and then just in those kind of environments, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm sure people are listening that work in those kind of environments, you know, um, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of really great days and there's a lot of really hard days mm-hmm. and there's, uh, people that are there that are full of life and there's people that are there that are full of darkness <laughs> it's so uh, it's just yeah it's just a strange strange place to be sometimes uh i was there for a while and then i was trying to start up like a another like music business service company oh, okay so i was building like a business plan and i was using some of the guys that worked at uh with mammoth electronics uh and walrus okay. as research and development so there were some friends uh, in that whole process and then just serendipitously, when Brady and Seth went to go start Old Blood Noise, uh, one of the guys involved with Walrus was like, we need someone to come and run the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I had already been talking to them about this other music thing, so they had just naturally heard me spew my thoughts about how things should grow and, you know, run. And, um, right. And so this was like the shot, and I was like, shoot, I'll do it. Yeah, sounds fine. Yeah. Uh, benefits won't be as good. And, you know, there's not going to be a, you know, corporate party at the end of the year with 10,000 right. people and That's free right. champagne. That's right. Free shrimp. But, That's uh, right. <laughs> we'll go and it'll be fun. And, uh, and so, yeah, the rest is history. I mean, I came in 2014 and walked into some, uh, projects that were already ongoing. Um, and, and just, and brought Jason on. I knew Jason, um, because he ran an amp company called Stolz Amps. Oh, okay. Um, and you can get on Reverb, you can type in Stolz Amps. They're really cool. Oh, cool. So he's uh, and I, an amp builder as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. I bought one of those amps for a band I was in playing in like 20, t- 2006, maybe. Yep. And he was building them out of his garage and I like, met him. And that's how we met. I was buying, I was like, I got to get one of these amps from this guy, you know, who's this, uh, who's a, a sonic magician people say yeah yeah and uh and so he was selling them for 850 dollars oh wow which, wow good luck buying a hand-wired oh my god you know design amp for 850 bucks and to me i was like that's really expensive bro i was like can you do 600 <laughs> and he was like oh man he's like no discounts i was like so i bought it for 850 bucks and then we were friends ever since then um and then obviously you know 10 years later i was like hey he was working at the faa oh uh, really oh wow okay yeah so uh, he was working on like aviation equipment and things mm, like that okay um, wow servicing training people and so that's a really tough job to leave too because the benefits it's the government benefits job, are great so yeah yeah they're yeah, like yeah. once you're here you're here for life that's right uh but he left that job after three uh after three job offers from me uh I eventually had to start paying him more than I was making. And I was like, I just got to get you in here. I was like, I know once you're here, this place is going to blow up. Whatever it's going to be it takes. awesome. 
And so, uh, yeah, anyway, I hired him. He came in and we designed a few pedals that did okay. And then, um, the first one that we worked on that really, that really hit home was the Julia. And that was an accident. So we didn't, oh, wow. we were just doing it because we were really, how was um, that an accident? It was, was, <laughs> you know, uh, I think M83 came out with, you know, there's another band M83. Yep. Yeah, so they came out with a record in the f- French guys, but now they live in, or at least Anthony, the lead guy, lives in California. But uh, they came oh, out with okay. a record called Saturdays Equals Youth in okay. 2008. And it was the first album I had heard that decided that bringing chorus back on guitar was cool. Because you know it wasn't cool for a long time. It, it was, was like, a long time. It's yeah, a good yeah. point. It was. We are not. Yeah. We are done with chorus. That We're was the 80s. Mods. Yep. Yeah. And then he brought it back. I, I'm just, you know, it's an opinion, but I say it as a fact. He's the one that brought it back first. And then, <laughs> I love uh, that. yeah, some other influencers and guitar influencers started bringing it back too. And we're like, well, let's make a really great chorus in pedal. Okay. Just because we're into these records that, that are, this is all over. And so it was just really a passion project. That that's real, that's up, great ended up blowing up and we're really grateful that that and, happened. And so. yeah, so that was the kind of catalyst um, from there, right? That's really what yeah. started to put Walrus on the map, right? Yeah. That's, that pedal. you know, yeah. Yeah. That's when we, we switched from, uh, yeah, we started stocking the fridge with, with water, you know, it's like, yeah. all right, we can afford some bottled water now. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> we're not drinking water, water the, anymore. The, we're, yeah. We're not drinking out of the faucet. Buy some Ozarka, you know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys have Ozarka. Um, Boston, but. do we do we have Ozarka? Really, Dave? I think no, I don't, don't. this sounds familiar. No, but, but maybe Dave not. and I did have a um a bottled water taste test, blind uh, taste test <laughs> um, oh on our gosh. ski trip because I I I contested that I could taste the difference between Fiji water and other water, but I was incorrect. So did you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so missed it. He missed it by well, a but long I did, shot too. I did say that I liked it better than tap water. So I did. Oh, I, yes. I, I won there. But anyway, yeah, but it's all anyway. about the bottle. It's all about the bottle. <laughs> Even though maybe that's not the most environmentally Mr. sound keep thing, the, but that's keep okay. Keep the pinky up over here. That's you know, that's, that's what he's that's all about. What it until is. until yeah. he realizes it really is just about the marketing, and he buys into it. Hey, just not gonna. I'm not gonna. Say I mean, anything. this stuff came from Fiji. I bet, sidebar conversation, I bet if you let all those waters drop down to room temp, I bet you could taste a difference. Oh, you think oh, so? That's a really right, good we'll do, we'll do another okay. taste test. We should have tried that. Okay. Yeah. Right, it's like that. warm. It's like warm beer. It's like most beer is pretty good when it's cold, but then oh, if yeah. it, the temp drops, you know, you're at the pool and it's like, yeah. then it's like, this beer is horrible, you know, but some beer can <laughs> yeah, go like warm and it's warm. like, that's still good, you know? Yeah. It's like, I bet um, it's a good point. I think we're going to have to redo that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, speak, well, speak this kind of, this kind of uh, dovetails into a, a question I had because I love, I love the artwork on, on your pedals. Who uh, do you have a, is one person kind of in charge of that or is this like a whole like team effort who decides what goes on these things? Because you have some of the coolest artwork in the pedal industry, I think. Thanks. Um, I appreciate that. That, uh, it's, it goes, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of fighting that goes into it and oh, tears really? <laughs> and punching. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it gets, it gets pretty heated. I'm in a, I'm, my Slack right now on my computer is like blowing up with people arguing about art. Really? That's coming oh, out see? in oh, wow. October. 
you know, I, uh, my Slack message said, this really doesn't do it for me. Somebody oh. said. <laughs> so there's a little bit, there's always okay. drama with the art. Um, but uh, we kind of stick with like three or four artists around the globe. Okay. Uh, and one guy's in South Africa. Uh, we've got a girl in Indonesia. We've got another guy in the UK. Um, and it's all started with, uh, and we still use him sometimes, but he's really busy. Started with a guy named Nathan Price. Uh, so like when you look at the Voyager, like the V1s of these things, the early Voyager, early yeah. Jupiter, um, the Mesner, Descent, uh, those pedals are all like Nathan Price is, is he's a okay. local artist, but okay. he also plays drums in a band called Broncho. And Broncho plays like 400 shows a year. So oh, wow. they're, yeah, they're just like super busy all the time so it's but he has enough get... time to do this amazing artwork huh Pretty well that's why we use the other guys now because yeah. he's, he's, he's busy. really yeah. busy yeah he's Who very popular the... i mean i'm looking at you said the descent uh-huh yeah the descent i mean that the artwork on that is really cool i mean this is yeah this is uh... what about who who's who's responsible for like julie like the, the like the julian like juliana style with like it's kind of like this i don't know how to describe I... it like this almost anime style uh-huh. I think that yeah. is, it's, they're all listed in the press release. Oh, they are. Okay. In the product deals. But okay. uh, I think that Juliana was a guy named Adam Forster. Okay. And he is, uh, he's a UK based artist. Okay. Yeah. That does I mean, a lot of really good work for us. Awesome. Awesome. But I mean, so, obviously, you, you know, you said you guys are still arguing about it. It's, it obviously seems like you put a oh, lot yeah. of time and effort into getting these pedals looking the right way. Did, is that something that was there before you got there or is that something that you kind of brought in so the, there, yeah there's some things that there's some things that were grandfathered in yeah. um and uh you know i think um you know there was like zvex doing you know yep. hand-painted things uh, uh like making them look more exciting um you know the jhs and if you guys remember the jhs hand-painted series um you know, they, i don't know they, if i remember that but that's <laughs> i don't realize so, that. okay cool so right. jhs used to drop a pedal and itself or you know whatever but then they'd add 70 bucks on if you wanted yours hand painted oh, okay that's and so they had a hand painted yeah. guy yeah. in-house that would do the jhs art mm. uh, and they, they don't do that anymore because they're selling like 100 pedals you know every day Yep. And so they don't have time for it. But at one time, you know, so there's like this, this kind of this inklings of, of people wanting more in their, their pedal board look. Yeah. And so the Voyager, I think is one of the first sketch art, uh, guitar pedals, um, that was on the market. And then, um, the idea of screen printing the sketch art on the pedals, you know, became a little bit more uh cool. accessible to people so like same same process when you're screening a t-shirt you know now you're yep, same thing yeah wow guitar pedals and now um some people are still doing that but a lot of people are switching over to uv printing which makes it a lot easier to do oh. whatever art you can on pedals but then there's like a hey that's too much art you know and you gotta like yeah. pull it back a little bit and we've definitely been on the side of like Hey, that's like too many colors and too much art. Like, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, bring it yeah, back yeah. just a little bit. Scale it back. What's um, your favorite one that you guys have done? My favorite art or favorite yeah. guitar pedal? Favorite art. The art. And, uh, um, I. It's probably just 
Oh gosh. I love I do love the the I love the monument. Okay. Monument Tremolo. Yep. Um I love the Juliana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh and then I my favorite art is the the emissary, which is a it's parallel boost. Um and uh it's not a very popular pedal, but it's I don't think I've seen yeah, I don't think I've seen that. See, yeah. It's a two-knob boost where you you select the amount of uh, frequency that you want. You can select, I think, between 850K and then like 1,000 or 1.2K uh, uh, hertz and how much of those to boost into your signal. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I just pulled I'm going to be, yeah, cool. be late on reverb tonight, man. Very yeah, cool. That's my that's probably my favorite art. I love the emissary art. That's pretty cool. Tell us about so not since you since we want to I do want to know what your favorite pedal is. <laughs> like, like or even just tell us like are you like an overdrive guy? Are you are you more into the modulation? Are you more a delay guy? Like what are you into? Yeah, I'm like pedals. a two overdrives guy. Okay. But just right. just like stack, you got your okay. you got your uh I like the amp breakup at the edge breakup sound. Yeah. Uh, and then like an overdrive and then uh, something, something to kick on when it's time to time to shred. You it's know? time to go. I, but I also I don't shred. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we all we all want to shred. I get it. It's like arpeggiating <laughs> shred. It's like, hey, you're just kind of playing the notes in the chord. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what thanks. I'm doing. Hey, arpeggios. Yeah. A lot of shredders use arpeggios, right? You know, yeah. is that a solo? It's like, no, that's just the Mr. Brightside riff. Just <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, so that I, I, I'm at two overdrives, and then uh, I do I do stereo chorus, and then tremolo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the those are my favorites. Uh, okay. I leave stereo chorus on all the time just to create some width. Uh, and yep. where you kind of can't tell it's on, but you just kind of gives like a width and like a tapiness to it. Nice, yeah. That I really like. And then I just love tremolo is super, a super emotional effect. I mean, I have a hard time crying, you know, and like having access to emotions. So <laughs> being able to play guitar and sound like weepy and and fun yeah, with sure. tremolo is 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 helpful for me as a father you they, know yeah exactly. to, to get, get those sounds out in another way that's so, right you get another emotional release yeah so yeah. those are my two favorite three my three favorite walrus pedals are uh 385 overdrive juliana oh. and then the monument monument tremolo i was gonna those call are, out the Matt, 385 Matt's overdrive call, because i love it and and um can you just tell the story behind the 385 overdrive because it's like it's a projector yeah it is <laughs> like what the, i know that you're like what the hell so t just tell us about it well we were at a dawes show in like 2014 2015 me and jason okay. um if you haven't seen dawes i have not see him. i don't i don't if know, you yeah, I know if, you don't, yeah. if you don't Never listen to dawes yeah. i just want to just do a little parental advisory warning before i say this but yeah. um be careful listening to Dawes because they easily become your favorite band. Oh, so okay. Just we were gonna we were gonna step ask slowly. You, we were gonna yeah. ask you one of the things we do on the on the podcast is bands you should be listening to, and we were gonna ask you that later. Well, there on. you go. Kind of covered it. Is that would that be the band you, you should be listening to? 
Yeah. Or do you have I mean, other if not, ones? If you're not listening to the Dawes, then then you I mean, got you got to do you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, it's all checks all the boxes. We can talk about the boxes, but um, but tell us, uh, yeah, tell us about the 385. The, yeah. It was uh, we were at a Dawes show, and they're using these these amps that were like in these like they looked like ammo cases or something, and like you could like they were open, you could see the tubes, and they had this like huge jewel light, and we were like what is that it sounds yeah. amazing so just through some research uh we figured out it's the projector amp and they're being modded uh they, they were modded before this other guy austin hooks but austin hooks is the guy that modded them and got dawes into them okay. rolling stones uh and it's and then one of our friends one of our walrus friends mason stoops uh blake mills uh we're into these amps uh, which are some of my favorite guitar players because they're just they're just doing something new um and it's gorgeous and organic and saturated uh and so it's this beautiful sound that we just we fell in love with um and so you know i mean it's really close to a fender amp you know when you open yep. it up and uh so we just we made a guitar pedal out of it just to kind of get that sound and you can really get so that cool. amp sound if you just kind of dial the game back and turn the volume up um, is that right okay cool yeah right. you can yeah. kind of get that this really beautiful uh musical preamp sound that that i just i love and i can't get over and I've, i switch a lot of pedals in and out especially i switch drives out a lot um mm, mm, mm. just searching and going back to things and but the, i really love the 385 quite yeah, a bit so, it's so, so cool <laughs> so yeah, then then we brought uh, Mason Stoops was coming through Oklahoma City. I don't know if anybody knows who Mason Stoops is, but I don't. But tell uh, just tell us. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a guitar he's a guitar player. Obviously, um, he recently kind of most recently what he's done is he was uh, Jackson Brown's uh, oh is that right touring guitar player oh okay oh, okay. Which, All right. To play it with a legacy artist, yeah, gotta, that's pretty cool. You got to, you got to, got to have more life concerned. together. Yeah, you know. Um, and then now he's playing with Marcus Mumford. Oh, really? so, okay. okay. Yeah. So if you on his solo stuff, so if you backtrack just a little bit, Blake Mills produced Marcus Mumford's record. And if you're not listening to Blake Mills, gotta be listening. To Blake now Blake Mills, Mills okay. used to be in Dawes, is what I'm seeing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So used to play with Taylor Goldsmith and a band. They were Simon Dawes, and then Blake left, and they just became Simon Dawes. Became Dawes. I don't get yeah. the Simon Dawes thing. I think I read the story, but I don't remember it. Okay. But Blake Mills produced Marcus Mumford's record. You know, Blake Mills doesn't. You know, I think he's more of a homebody. He's like, I'm not going on tour. Yep. But he said to Marcus, "They're like, well, who who can play all these sounds that you're making?" And Blake is like, "The only guy that can make these sounds is Mason Stoops," and so. Mm. Marcus Mumford pulls in uh, Mason Stoops. Mason Stoops is one of the big uh, projector amp guys for us that just makes it sound like how it's supposed to sound. So he was nice. coming through Oklahoma City. We're like, can you come AB your projector amp with this? Oh, awesome. And he did. And it was just a moment in the Walrus Warehouse where we're just like kind of crying. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, They're like, we got, we're on to something. We're really happy about yeah. this. So. That's the story behind the 385. Is the 385 oh, one of your cool. better sellers? No, it's, it's not. not. Interesting. Sure isn't. No. Yeah. It's no, not. I mean, I mean, I can kind of see that because, like, 
you know, you think about it, you're like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't know, like, yeah, kind of a niche thing, like this projector ramp thing. But I, you know, when I tried it, I was like, holy crap. I think I tried it in at some guitar store into a jazz, uh, rolling jazz chorus. Yeah. Um, J JC, right? And it, it, it was like unbelievable. I was like, oh my god, like this thing, this is like a yeah. distortion kind of overdrive I've never heard. So thanks, man. Which is not easy. Which is not That's easy. That's how to I do. feel about it. Yeah, That's it's, how not I easy, feel. it's not easy to do. Um, yeah. but that that's great. I'm glad you told that story because I'm, I'm cool. always I was so curious and I've read like your kind of copy on it, but it, and I'm like, okay, it's this projector ramp. It's been used with bands, but it's great to hear the story about how it actually came about right. with Walrus. So yeah, very cool. So, so cold. Uh, as we kind of as we kind of wrap up the last few minutes, the last five minutes here, uh, I wanted to ask you what is so looking for because you guys, you know, you guys are always putting out um, different things. What is the biggest challenge you think your like your company, like Walrus, is facing and the pedal industry in general? Um, and, and how does how does innovation kind of you know guide you through those waters? Yeah, um, designing gear is kind of like it's like making music, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's like, sometimes you, you're making songs and writing songs and, and you have the thought of like, are we really limited to A, B, C, D, G, you know, it, yeah. there's not right. an H and an I chord, yeah. you know, notes that we really limited, like to the chromatic scale and you just feel trapped yeah. and limited. And if you're writing, you know, for most songwriters, they're just using four chords. And so, totally. uh, but it's also the biggest blessing at the same time to writing music is like, well, what, what can, what's something magical that you can do with three chords? And some of the most magical songs are three chords and pedals are the same way. It's like, are we really kind of stuck with gain, modulation, delay, and reverb? Like, is that, is that what else? What else can we do? And there are the what else pedals, like like the Earthquaker Devices Rainbow Machine. Yeah. You know? Or the Miku Stomp from Chord. <laughs> uh, the Miku. Right. Oh, but uh, but for the most part, you're kind of stuck to, to 20 sounds, you know, if you bring in like Ring Mod Filter, um, yeah, those kind of things. You're stuck to 20, 25 sounds. And so right. it feels like a burden, um, but at the same time, it's a blessing. Of like, well, what what can we do yes. with reverb? What can we do with harmon with tremolo? What can we do? And so, um, it really it kind of forces you to be creative. Um, and there are companies, and they're doing a good job with it. There are companies that are like, hey, here's our clone, here's our tube screamer, here's our blues breaker, um, yeah. and those guys are great. Um, and we aren't good at that. Um, but some people are really good at that. And yeah, you guys don't, people... do, you guys don't have any clones, right? As far as I know, clone, sort of. clone clones, we have like any, clone, they, any clone of we, anything. You, you <laughs> kind of do your own, you, 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 you do your own take on, on these circuits or the, these, we do these, use like yeah. base no. circuits, like the, like the blues breaker, like is the eight, like the ages is based on a blues breaker. Okay. Um, yeah. and the, but it's kind of like, but what else can the blues breaker do? And that's why there's five modes on there. Of right. like these are we think there's five sounds within the blues breaker that you're gonna want and so uh but then i i think looking forward it's just kind of like and walrus has what we call like the platform strategy also so we have all these ideas but then you got to have like platforms to put them in so that's where we have the mako series 
Yeah. We've got the core line series, which is like Julia, Slow, uh, 385, all that stuff. And then we've got the power supplies, like maybe that's a power supplies idea. But then most recently we've got like the canvas series, which is, which are not effects. They're just, it's utility, uh, gear that you need to just to play music either in the studio yes. or live. And so the idea is like, it's a canvas. It's a blank thing. It doesn't do anything. It's just kind of what you do with it. Um, so it's like, where do these ideas belong? You know, that we have that coming out of our, our ideas meeting and then, and then just going from there. So, okay. Really cool. cool. Yeah. Can I, can I ask, you know, you got into this kind of, I guess, modeling stuff with the Mako, with the AACS one, right? Do you, I'm I'm not asking you to reveal anything, but do you like, are you going to, do you feel like that's somewhat of the future or what's happening is going more into this kind of modely digitally, I know you have digital things, but like more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or even maybe like the plug-in world. I know, you know, some companies are getting into that. Is that something you see happening with Walrus or, you know, are you stuck on this is a physical box? This is what we're doing and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. uh, I think people were asking that question in 2004, you know, yeah. with, yeah. when the, when the DL4 came out or the yeah. spider amp, you know, we can yeah, totally. Yeah take a yeah. dump on the spider amp all day long, but yeah. we all spent a lot of time in front of a spider yeah, amp. Yes. Maybe, Most you know? people used it. Yeah. Totally. And I was like, is this built-in effects and amps? Is this the future? <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and so it's like, is it, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, yeah. but it's a lot like cars, you know? Yeah. Um, people want, people want, I don't, some people want a Tesla with the huge iPad in the middle with new firmware every so often. Yeah. Um, and, and people thrive on that. And at the same time, Ford is going to come out with the Bronco yeah. and it's boxy and it's bad gas mileage. And they're going to be back ordered, yeah, you know, totally. cause people are right. like, we want, we want the box. We That's want right. the box. That's right. You know, I want big and, tires. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I'm out here, I'm looking at like my, I drive a land cruiser, 2000 you know <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's what i want so i think people are just people are going to want the the amp modeling and the technology yeah and then they're going to be like you know what i'm going to go back and plug the fender princeton in and just yep. see what happens and yeah. they're going to fall back in love with the fender yep. princeton yeah and, and and it's just going to keep doing Come back that. and forth okay. yeah i know i am i was like we had the acs one out but i still it i loved it it's still yeah. in my mind. I was like, but I'm not going to use it. Yeah. That's and not then something there, that you're into. <laughs> there, were, there were a couple gigs where it was like, you know, it'd be easier to not bring an amp. And then I was like, that sounds pretty good. And also, <laughs> like, I don't have to wait for the tubes to warm up. Mm. And, you know, because your sound check sound is always different than your live sound. Because the tubes, then the tubes are, yeah. they're raging out they're by the time yeah. it's time to play live. Yeah. And, and I was like, I kind of like it being consistent and predictable. And yeah, so I've been stuck on the ACS one for a while, but I've also got two Benson Monarchs that are just collecting dust that, that need to rip. And so. Oh, there you like, go. Oh, I was going go to I was gonna ask you which, which uh, amps you play. So. So okay. maybe we yeah. can bring that there to the Patreon is. episode. Yeah. Let's get into the Patreon. We'll ask you a little bit more about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well. Cole, thank you. As we kind of we kind of we are out of time, but we're going to bring this to the Patreon for those of you who are uh, supporters. Uh, come find us over there, and you can hear the rest of this interview. But Cole, thank you so much for uh, 
for coming on. We had a lot of yeah. fun. We, you know, this is this felt like a part one. We got to have you back on to have like a part two, maybe three, four, five. You know, that kind of thing. But there's <laughs> so much. Good. I got nothing about. else to do today. It's going to be a yeah, serial yeah. podcast with Colt. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many other questions to ask, but this has been great. So uh, we good. really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Now, what else you got? I think that's it, everybody. All right. Well, I think uh, that for that that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. All right. Thank you to Colt. Keep rock alive. We'll catch you on the flip. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. You guys are great. Thank you. Thanks, Colt.